Yeah, I don't know. I, th I think you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> I don't know if you if you guys yeah. haven't noticed. I am I am down here, and he is also down here. Because because he's choosing chairs. To be fair, I brought that one in because we got a guest during filming. Sure, so. sure, that's why. Yeah. Where did I leave the notepad? Right over there. Oh. <laughs> We're off to a swimming start, aren't we? Will the Lore Lodge ever be a professional production? We're getting there slowly but surely. The answer is maybe. If we hit it, or if we do it, manage to achieve it before we hit two years, I'll be genuinely impressed. He's going around to avoid collisions. Come on. Come see? say hi to the people. There he is. Figured I, the would, I would let you say hi to the pup. Uh, but yeah, today, today we are talking about a case that we have talked about before. We have. A couple of times. Um, and I will say, most of the time when I go in, I revisit a case we did, uh, you know, a long time ago or something like that. Usually I uncover something new. I realize that I, in fact, uh, have have done something, you know, wrong the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it turns out that there there is just very little information available on the internet about this case. And when I tried to ask the... Uh, the sheriff's department in Vail, uh, in Eagle County, for help, they basically were like, uh, give money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then eventually, we will get you the information you have requested. <laughs> so I'm still going to try and get the information, uh, just it's it was not going to be done in time. And, and the reason that this is frustrating and that it's not like, oh, I should have just asked earlier, I have never had a police department ask me for a notarized printed form yeah for this kind of information there's been times they've been like here fill out a form but never never a notarized form they've never asked for a form and a fee has anybody like blatantly said you're not allowed to you're not allowed to like get any of this information without an explicit like foia request uh yeah the georgia bureau of investigation for the chris tompkins one mm. um because it's an open case got it but even then if it's an open case I uh, that's you know that, that's that's what it is but yeah. this isn't an open case yeah this isn't considered a closed case there there should not have been a need for notarized forms no. um you know i when i when i've asked other counties for for their case reports i don't get that um thank you thank you archie the boy's been very affectionate he has been very affectionate i think it's because we gave him meat yeah. We gave him some bourbon and some hot dog. I did give him half of my sausage. Yeah, he's a very good puppy. Was that a bratwurst? I can't remember if it was bratwurst or sausage. Anyway. Um, yeah, but so I've never had that much resistance mm. from police department before. And that was at the beginning of the week. Yeah. And the more research I did, the more I felt like they really just tried to get this to go away. Mm. Um, and, and I think that might be why there's so little information available. For example, this video is going to come out on Friday, of course, but for example, uh, there is no information mm -hmm. on, no, no information that I could get from the news about what he was actually, what, what was in his possession when he was found. Hmm. The only source I could find that had that information was David Politis. And so while I'm always hesitant to use David Politis, he was the only, the only guy who actually had an answer yeah uh and i couldn't find anything that he, here's when i will argue with david politis and when i will contradict him mm -hmm. is when i find hard evidence that 
he said something that was not true or he fudged the truth or he left something out. This is one of those cases where it feels like he actually did tell the truth mm-hmm. and it was the police who were leaving something out. Mm. So for this one, I'm a little bit more inclined to listen to what he has to say and to trust him, partially because when I went through the rest of the details of this case, it seemed like for the most part, he had actually gotten everything right. Like I couldn't find anything that he said mm. that was wrong, like wrong, wrong. Yeah. Um, so I was willing to take his word on on some of these, but at the same time, you know, it, and that's the other thing is uh, unless the police came forward and said, no, this is wrong, this is what actually happened, we can prove it, mm-hmm. then nothing the police could really say would do anything about it. And I think the, the chief reason is, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll go through the, the points of the case now and, and you guys can let me know if you think it's as weird as I do. Can can I have my chair? Can I? No? Okay. Um, anyway. Oh, of course. <laughs> so... Ask and you shall receive. Beginning in, yikes, I'm going to move this. Yep. What the hell? That's, yeah, my camera bag. Yeah. So, beginning in 2013, Jim McGrogan and his friends, three of them, including a guy named Andrew Cole, I couldn't find the names of the other two, mm-hmm. but Jim and his three friends started planning a trip to Vail, Colorado. Jim was a very experienced outdoorsman and snowboarder, according to most of the news reports, he also was a marathon runner and a biker, according to David Politis. But, you know, I I, I don't disbelieve that based on the other stuff that was said Fair. about him. Um, Did you mention what his profession was? I was about to. Okay. He was an ER physician, so he was an ER doctor. Uh, married, had two kids, happy relationship, happy workplace. F- from all available evidence, he was living a good life. Mm. Just went on a trip with his friends. Interestingly... I will say this, and I, I forgot to mention it in the recording, um, but I don't think it really has any bearing. His wife only found out about the trip a week before he went. Hmm. Uh, but she didn't seem opposed to him going. She didn't seem like she was upset. Yeah. Just She was a little concerned because she said that he had limited experience skiing in the mountains, hmm. but that was about it. Um, I do wonder if maybe he didn't tell her because he didn't want her to worry yeah. or what it could be. Uh but the fact that three other people close to both him and his wife knew leads me to believe that this wasn't something he was deliberately hiding from her. But they go to Vail. They get there uh, either... I think they get there March 13th. And they go and they rent some equipment because flying all of their snowboarding equipment from northwestern Indiana all the way over to Colorado and then transporting it because obviously there's not an airport in Chesterton, Indiana. Mm. And there is not a major airport in Vail. You fly into Denver and then drive to Vail. So it would it would make no sense for them to pay all the money to bring all that stuff there when it would be cheaper to rent their equipment outside of what they could carry with them in their bags. Mm-hmm. So he rents some equipment. He rents a snowboard. He rents, uh, it's specifically a split board that splits into a pair of skis. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed to have his own boots, from what I can tell. Um, but it splits into skis that you can use for cross-country skiing so mm-hmm. that if you're, you know, if the snow is too deep for you to walk or you know you just need something to distribute the weight better you can use the skis as snowshoes basically and there were skins for them that had a material that if you were to basically it provided friction if you were going backwards but it was smooth going forwards mm-hmm. so kind of like uh the way a shark's skin works yeah it's, um, it's also just from my knowledge of it as well they make cross-country skis that do that naturally. Yeah. But... Because this was a snowboard as well. They didn't exactly. Want to, they didn't want to have it go both ways. Yeah, exactly. And 
waxing it, which would be all, the alternative, would have made it less effective going downhill. So well, no, it would have, would have made it more effective going downhill, but would have ev evaded the ability to go uphill. Interesting. Maybe I misunderstood the site I was reading about that. Yeah, the the oh. skins because the cross country skis have that on the bottom naturally mm -hmm. where you're able to go uphill, but then you can go downhill normally. Yeah. So it's only like one way you can't ski backwards. Mm -hmm. Whereas with waxing, you normally wax boards and skis, mm -hmm. and then you can go down whatever direction. It just, it, it helps increase the gotcha. slickness okay. of it. I'm glad you're here then, because I would have mis misspoken. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so we got that board, rented a helmet, rented a avalanche probe, an avalanche beacon, mm -hmm. and a few other things. Um, they would get all of that back, by the way, except mm -hmm. for the helmet, the probe and the probe bag, I, I believe, were the three things they didn't get back because mm -hmm. the probe was beyond repair. Uh, oh, sorry, it was the, sh the sheath for the avalanche beacon that they got that they didn't get back. They got back the beacon, but the sheath had gotten lost. Weird. Um, they said that it was, it, they either said it was lost or that it was unusable, like it had been cut open or something. Um, he basically what they, what Brian, the store manager said on the video with Politis is that they didn't spend a ton of time really thinking about mm -hmm. the stuff they didn't get back because there were more pressing issues. Yeah. So there's that. I, they also did not get back the helmet because it was beyond repair. So they take that stuff up the mountain with him as they're going up. He's he's well stocked. He's got a large backpack. It's got food. It's got water. It's got extra warm clothes. It's got a medical kit. It has a GPS. It has mm. he has a cell phone. Politus said he had a spare battery for the cell phone. Mm. Now nobody else said spare battery. Maybe what Politus meant was a portable charger. Mm. Um, I'm not positive. Or other sites just may have chosen to leave out the spare battery. I sure. uh, again. I am I am hesitant with Politis. One of the reasons is that uh, when we covered the Stacey Aris case, he says that a uh, lens cap was left on a rock by the lake. Mm -hmm. And I found no other reporting that said there was a lens cap left on a rock by the lake. Yep. And on top of that, uh, the reporting from the Park Service and the investigative team both said that there was no evidence of her whereabouts after she departs after she and the man that she was walking with separated. Hmm. So I, <laughs> yeah. like that one seems like a, a detail that he heard a rumor about and left in, Yeah, which I get it, you know, with, with Politis, he's, he's got a different angle than we have for what he's trying to do. And that's fine. Fair. Um, but yeah, you know, that's why I'm, that, that's why I'm a little hesitant to take him at face value. Jim and his friends start up the trail around 8am. Hmm. Sometime between 9.30 and 10.30, reports vary on this, he and his friends split. His friends wanted to take a break. He did not want to take a break. And so he decided, you know what, I'm just going to keep going. And I'll meet you guys further up the trail, or I'll meet you at the hut. They say, fine, they're a little irritated, according to his friend Andrew, who said that they were upset that he went off without them because they had been playing this trip for so long, and they were all excited, and, you know, it just was kind of uncool for him to go off alone. Yeah. So that's why they were upset. It wasn't like they were angry with him when they got there. Mm -hmm. They were like, this is a guy's trip. We're supposed to stick together. And Jim being, you know, probably in better shape than them, given his habit of running marathons, decided to keep going up the hill. Yeah. They then keep going themselves. And they get up to the hut around 5, 5.30. Jim's not at the hut. And what time do they stop for money? Around 9.30. 9.30 in the morning, they get up. 9.30 to 10.30, they get up there around 5, okay. which is a pretty leisurely pace, I will say. Yeah, 100%. Um, considering this trail is not that long. Uh, I think at max it was, 
and we'll get into why the trail is its own problem. <laughs> yeah. But because you you were sitting here for that. Yeah. Uh, the trail was if he took the trail that they're suggesting he did, uh, it was seven miles, covering only seven miles in the course of about uh, what would that be eight hours nine hours is slow. Yeah. That is a slow pace, even for hiking up a mountain. Mm -hmm. um, Granted, there was snow and stuff, but like yeah. most of the snow was on the side of the trail. Exactly, this is a trail that's packed down. Yeah, um, they they really should not have been taking more than, you know, it, it should have been one mile an hour at its slowest for a group of grown men, um, even with breaks. Yeah. So either they were taking a lot of breaks, or something about the timeline isn't lining up here, or they were on a different trail. Uh, <laughs> Um, which considering everything we've I, that I saw while I was researching, it looks like they were not on the trail yeah. that the news said they were on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, it, I will say this, this case made me just lose so much respect for journalists. Like, oh yeah. So much respect for the little I had left <laughs> that was reserved for like local journalists. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you did what, say, what was it, one or two videos ago that, uh, for, shockingly enough, CNN got something yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, because there's there's just some very obvious questions that they should have asked that they didn't. Yep. Um, which is why part of me feels like maybe there was some sort of cover-up going on here. Mm -hmm. I, but yeah, so he breaks, he breaks the cardinal rule of hiking, which is do not go off alone. I guess they thought, you know what? It's such a packed down, well-traveled trail. Hundreds of people take this trail every week. Like roughly how big is the trail? Uh, I wasn't able to get clear information on that, but it's it's a it's like a well-traveled, you know, probably three, four abreast. Okay. Um decently sized trail. Mm -hmm. It's an out and back trail, mm -hmm. which means that they expect people to be on both sides of it. Yeah. So it's at the very least wide enough for two people, probably wide enough for three or four. Mm -hmm. Um they get up to the, the hut. He's not there. They immediately seek police help. It is, they get there, go inside. Jim's not there. Look around outside. Jim's not there. Nope. They didn't see him coming down the trail. So they call the cops and they say, hey, our buddy's missing. We need you to get up here. Vail Mountain Rescue immediately sends up four teams. Hmm. They start searching an 18 square mile area, like basically within the hour hmm. with two helicopters from the Army National Guard as well as assistance from, like, five other search and rescue groups and the Eagle County Sheriff's Department. At least 50 people the first day. Wow. Within 24 hours, they had done... Uh, it, was, it was either within the first 24 hours or within the first three days. Um, they had done 700 man hours of searching on the ground and 24 rotor hours in the sky. Wow. Yeah. So this this was an intensive search. Wow. Uh by the time it was peaking, there were 110 people involved. Hmm. Now, of course, on the third day of the search, I want to say, uh, fourth day, it was the Tuesday um, following, on the 18th, a major snowstorm blew in. And that dropped a bunch of snow on the area, made visibility terrible. They basically had to call off the search for the rest of the day Tuesday and resume it Wednesday. Kept going for a couple more days, and then I believe it was on the 20, 20th or 21st, that they suspended the formal search because they just hadn't found anything at all. Yeah. They said every trail they found leading off, every set of tracks they found leading off the trail went nowhere. Um, you know, there was, there was either they ended up going back to the trail 
or it looked like somebody had walked back in the, tr the footprints they had left. Mm -hmm. There were no tracks that led off into the distance and they had to follow them. Yeah. Basically, they just went, they, they were at, they, they, they had nowhere to go. They call off the search. He's presumed dead. Nothing for two weeks. And then randomly, a couple of backcountry skiers, three backcountry skiers actually, who are off trail, just, you know, zipping around. They're in the Booth Falls area, which is on Booth Falls Trail, which is 4.5 miles to the east of the trail they were supposed to be on. Now, Aiden, do you remember why that 4.5 number is a problem? Something along the lines of that's not where they should have been. Yeah, all of the news reports and the uh, Vail Mountain Rescue reports say that they were on the Sprattle Creek Trail. Mm -hmm. Now, the Sprattle Creek Trail is only about two and a half, three miles mm -hmm. at its farthest from the Booth Falls Trail and specifically from Booth Falls, mm -hmm. the spot where he was found. He was found at the bottom of a 700-foot cliff. Um, now, of course, this isn't like a sheer cliff. Like, if you're standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon, it's more of a, like, the mountains, like, here, and then you go, like, boop, 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 You know, just a very steep grade, like an 80 degree. Yeah. So we're not talking, like, straight drop, but steep enough that if you fell off, you're not you sliding to a stop. Yep. Especially um, if you are not a skilled or experienced off-trail skier. Exactly. Which, as we know, he was not. Uh, he was a snowboarder, but he wasn't a, like, backcountry skier. Yeah. They're very different things. And the thing is, there's no indication that they intended to do any backcountry skiing. Aside from the break-apart board. Which was probably just to get uphill. Yep. Because um, it, it doesn't seem like he planned to ski. Yeah. In so fact, he... from what I can tell, there is there is nothing suggesting he brought ski poles. Yeah. Which is weird considering... Not if you're just intending to use them as snowshoes. It is a bit. Really? Yeah. Because they help you getting uphill. True, but I don't think the plan was to spend any significant amount of time off trail. Fair. Like, they planned to hike up. I think uh, that's why I think this that was probably just, like, if there was a spot yeah. that they needed to get uphill and they needed the ski shoes. Yeah. But, fair. like I said, I couldn't find anything about ski poles. Um, and the thing is, he, rent, he rented the split board... They went through everything he rented, and ski poles were not on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so either the manager forgot about the poles, or there weren't poles. Uh, it, it seems to me like the split board, like, I, I would not be surprised if he wasn't even intending to get a split board. And if he went in, and the guys were like, oh, you know, the mountain this time of year, like, you should probably have a split board just in case. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I can't say for certain what the circumstances here were, but that's what what the information is. Yeah. Um. Where was I? Uh, we were talking about the fact that all of the trails were less than 4.5 miles. Ah, uh, yes. So that's weird. Because there is a trail that's 4.5 miles away mm -hmm. from where he was found, directly west. It's the Son of Middle Creek Trail. Now, there's also a Middle Creek Trail, which itself is also 4.5 miles away. Yep. Um, and Iceman Hut itself is about 4 miles away mm -hmm. from where he was found. Of course, that's as the crow flies. We're talking about a... a patch of land that literally is like this yeah um you know you're up in the rockies there there's ridges everywhere you're going basically every every mile you were climbing up and down a thousand feet yeah i uh, you're not a thousand feet a up and a thousand feet down yeah. yeah you're not just walking a mile every mile is about three miles yeah so 
this is what you're looking at is you know at the very least i mapped it out if you were to take like the easiest possible route it's still like seven miles mm. in eight foot deep snow and they found no tracks anywhere now you might be thinking oh well maybe he skied or snowboarded mm. why would he ski or snowboard east when the intention was to go north you might say maybe he didn't re maybe he didn't realize well veils to the south so at any point on this track he would have been able to see the lights of veil yeah especially at night those first couple days at any point he should have been able to see the lights yep and known oh well if the lights are to my right that means i'm heading east if the lights are to my left that means i'm heading south if the lights are behind me i'm going uphill mm -hmm. in fact he should have been able to tell whether he's going uphill or downhill very easily <laughs> um, in <laughs> fact he wouldn't even need to see veil yeah if he was going uphill he was going north if he was going downhill he was going south mm -hmm. um <laughs> there's not there's the possibility of him not being familiar with the area but, but... even then if you're going uphill, you're going north. And if yep. you're going downhill, you're going south. Yep, in this space, at least. And, and again, the searchers said that at any point... You could see it. You could see Vale. Yeah. You could see Vale no matter where you are up there. Yep. Even through the trees. Um, so, there's no way that Jim could not have known where Vale was. Mm -hmm. There's also the fact that there's nowhere where he appears to have gone off the trail. Now, maybe he got up to Iceman Hut and snowboarded down, but in that case... First of all, somebody probably would have seen him. And second, he probably would have been a hell of a lot closer to Iceman Hut. Problem is, he ended up 7 to 12 miles away, depending on how you actually map the track, with no tracks, at the bottom of a cliff. And at no point during that, ex that trek did he attempt to call for help. Which is weird, because about an hour after he separated from his friends, he made a 16-second unanswered phone call, which is the weirdest wording I have ever heard in my life for that kind of thing, and I can't tell if Vale Mountain, and I did actually reach out to ask him about this, and they yeah. didn't get back to me. I couldn't tell if Vale Mountain Rescue was trying to say that he made a phone call and left a 16-second voicemail, or if he made a phone call and it was answered and then said nothing for 16 seconds. Or was it like he attempted calling and the attempted call lasted Took 16, 16 seconds? Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I, Fair. A weird way of phrasing that. Basically, so far, it's sounding like the only potential possibility would be he went up somewhere, he was on his own, he mm -hmm. decided to try and like ski up and down mm -hmm. or board up and down different spots, and then boarded on one spot, was thinking, oh yeah, this is a sweet trail, and then all of a sudden, cliff, done. Yeah. But... Thing is, there's no trails. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like really far not north or south in terms of mm -hmm. up and down the mountain to be that far off east or west yeah that was the weird part doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and that's the thing if he was if, if he was found further north yeah oh okay he he figured well the hut's up i'll just keep going up yep. and then i'll either be able to see the hut yep. or i'll get to the hut but he went east <laughs> yeah um and I just can't for the life of me figure out why. And it's, like I say in, in the video, you know, it's it's very obvious how he died. He fell. Yeah. It's pretty obvious how he got to where he died. He probably used the split board as cross-country skis. Why? <laughs> why would he attempt to call for help only once? Well, you might think, oh, well, maybe his phone broke or ran out of that. No. They plugged his phone in when he when when they recovered it and it worked. 
did it die sometime over the uh, did he walk up there with a completely uncharged phone politis said it had spare battery if that's the case then you would assume that considering he was able to make a call mm -hmm. on the mountain and the higher up you get the less is obstructing the cell towers so it was, considering he was able to make a call from the mountain he should have been able to make a call from the mountain mm -hmm. Also, if at any point he recognized he was lost, he had a GPS that he could have used to get to one of the trails. Yep. So in order for him to end up where he is, you have to assume that at no point did this man realize that he was not where he thought he was. Yep. And considering that the area in which his body was found was searched both by air, by Black Hawk helicopters, that typically... In fact, it's standard for search and rescue, from what I can tell, are equipped with infrared cameras. If at any point one of those helicopters had passed over his position, he should have stuck out uh, opposed to the snow. Mm -hmm. He should have been a very, very obvious patch of, you know, I, I, depending on what kind of camera, either. He should have been the opposite color of the terrain, yeah. basically. So if at any point he was found alive. And that's the key, if he was alive. If, he was, if at any point he was alive when a helicopter flew over. He should have been found. And how long after he separated from the group were those helicopters out there? Uh, they were out there basically over the course of the next five days. But I mean, like when, f f the t what's the time frame between when he left oh, his night friends? Of. So it was the night, night of. Night of. So Which only... keep in mind, that that's still, you know, eight foot snow mm -hmm. off the trail. Yep. So no matter where he is, that's that's not easy to traverse. And all the up and downhill parts, and he has to cross a creek. Um, so that first, he probably, we know he didn't get to Booth Falls that first night. When was the call? The call was about an hour after they separated. Do you think there's a possibility that, uh, well, and, but that's weird because that doesn't make a ton of sense because for him to cover that much ground, let's make the assumption that he left them mm -hmm. an hour later he had fallen down that cliff. He was in, mm -hmm. he was hurt. He he couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. He makes the call and doesn't go through. And then just, I guess he does nothing else. That was his last attempt. And he, you know, yeah, exactly. There. But like, how did he get that far in that short of amount of time, mm -hmm. even with, you know, boarding assumed? And if, and if we assume he's calling to say, hey guys, I think I'm lost. Yeah. Or he, if he had a GPS. Yeah. Or if he's calling <laughs> after the fall already occurred, somehow a he's nowhere near boots falls yet but that's also the, the call was triangulated closer to the trails that's okay. the other thing is that vale mountain rescue says that the call was triangulated just above the trail but they also said he was on spraddle trail and he wasn't <laughs> he was definitively not on spraddle trail yeah. according to all of the reporting except for the fact that these journalists went basically were like hey guys what's going on they were like He's 4.5 miles away from the trail he's supposed to be on. He's also on a trail that's... He also started on a trail that's not 4.5 miles away. So simultaneously, they're telling us that he was on a trail that was only 2.5 miles away and that he was on a trail that was 4 miles away. It makes no sense. None whatsoever. So either Vail Mountain Rescue, who do this kind of thing 30 to 40 times per season, just didn't realize that, or somebody decided there was a reason to lie here. Um, or and gross incompetence from the game. shockingly, not a single journalist managed to say, hey, guys, I looked at a map. Spraddle Creek Trail is not four and a half miles away from Booth Falls. Because mm. if even one of them had said that, 
probably would have shown up somewhere. More than likely. Um, also, I will say, most of the reporting basically seems like they went to a press conference, wrote down whatever was said at the press conference, refused to ask a single question, and then went home. Yeah. Because almost every single news report reads exactly the same way, like it was a press release hmm. from the from the cops that said, "Here's what we know." Yeah, they are all they're all of them are almost identical, um, which is just stunning to me that nobody, nobody thought to ask a question here hmm. until David Politis did. Um, which I, I gotta give the man props for picking up on something that apparently nobody else did. Uh, and the, this year was what 2014. 2014. Yep. Um, so, so it's also before anybody started asking any questions about whether journalists were trying to do their jobs, <laughs> which I feel like started happening around 2016. <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> that people were like, hey, maybe the media isn't trustworthy. Um, <laughs> I wonder what they lied to us before we caught on about. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a Pandora's box to open another time. <laughs> so, yeah, but so nobody in the in the journalism core asked the, the important questions. Uh and then there's the fact that, you know, he's found in a spot they had already searched. So either they searched that spot and none of the professionally trained search and rescue people saw his body. And then two weeks later, after it snowed more, a couple of backcountry skiers saw a body, which based on the other statistics I've seen regarding Vail Mountain Rescue, it seems very unlikely that he was there and they didn't see him. Because they're good. Mm. Like, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Statistically, they're very good. <laughs> so the alternative is that he was alive the last time they searched that area. And of course, with a search, you know, you're moving out from where the person went missing. You, you don't start at the edges and come in. Yeah. You move out. Um, or maybe you have teams that are on the end and teams that are on the inside and they move towards each other. But I mean, there's, there's various search methods. Uh, but... It seems, at the very least, possible that he was not there when they searched it. And if he wasn't there when they searched that spot, that means he was alive when they searched it, which was three to five days after, because it was at the end of the search area, it was three to five days after he actually went missing. So that would mean he survived three to five days in that snow mm -hmm. without getting hypothermia. And without calling for help and without using his GPS to find his way down that hill. I cannot fathom how that happens. Because if you're if you're that delirious that you don't think to call for help in that state and you don't think to check your GPS, you, there's no way you're surviving. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're just not going to. And of course, people have suggested, oh, well, maybe, you know started paradoxically undressing because he because he, he took off his he didn't have his boots when he was found his coat was in his backpack and he wasn't wearing gloves and he wasn't wearing pants either he was wearing his leggings but no pants um people suggested paradoxical undressing but if he was doing if he was paradoxical undressing why do you leave most of his clothes on was he undressing as he fell um <laughs> the boots are explicable because maybe they got stuck on the board yeah when he fell and the board wasn't it doesn't seem like the board was found with his body. Which is weird because if it... We said obviously a result of Meltwater Pulse 1. <laughs> if, if he was snowboarding and he had snowboard boots on... Yeah. Even a fall like that, 
is not going to take your boots off of you. Shouldn't. I mean, my only only thing I could imagine was that he fell, the board got lodged between two trees, and it yanked his feet out. But from what I can tell, there were no injuries to his feet or ankles. He had a broken femur, he had trauma to his side, and he had a blunt force trauma to the head. Yeah, the way snowboard boots usually are, unless they don't fit you right. It would have been really hard for me to fall out of my rented boots. Exactly. Like yeah. it's you, you And these seem to be boots he owned. Yeah, you probably would have had to have your ankles broken and mm-hmm. your feet pull out. Oh, there would have been trauma to his feet. Yeah. I uh, and I couldn't find the coroner's report either. It's not publicly available. Naturally. Right. Um and this is one thing that bugs me so much about the police in the internet age mm-hmm. is like release the information mm-hmm. because I guarantee you there's someone with enough time on their hands and a hyperfixation who will solve that case for you. Yeah, but at the very least the at the very least make it readily available. Don't make me get a form notarized. Yeah. I tell you if if I tell you I am this person with this organization working on a documentary, here's all of my former work. Can you help us? Mm-hmm. Don't say no. Like, don't make me jump through hoops to help you. It took us two weeks to solve a cold case that nobody else could solve for 65 years. Yep. When the police had the identity of the kid in the boy in the box case, mm-hmm. it still took them a year to release the information. They knew who he was. In December of 2021, they didn't tell anybody until December, November of 2022. And then it took me two, three weeks to be like, oh, yeah, so this is what I think happened. And then the inquirer, and then the inquirer comes out two weeks later and is like, so this is what happened. Yeah, it was our investigators and internet sleuths yeah. like, <laughs> who we won't mention who are 20 minutes from us. Uh, Hi, inquirer. Did you thanks, know, guys? Did you know we're both from Philly? <laughs> we grew up here. I went to school for journalism. Uh, it's so frustrating. It's anyway. so frustrating. But yeah, my, my point there is like, they're, with these cold cases mm-hmm. and these ones that don't make sense, just put the information out there. Someone's going to come up with something. Yeah. Like, and I don't really see what the harm is. Well, the harm is the inability for them to claim that they were the ones who did it. Well, that's about it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that's like, enough for a lot of people. That's enough. Yeah, which it shouldn't be. No, um, it shouldn't. Granted, we did just give, you know, give some flames to the Inquirer for not giving us I credit. wouldn't have given flames to the Inquirer if, if they had given, given us credit. credit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I have the questions here. You know, basically it's, he fell to death. He had a severe head injury, trauma to a chest, broken femur, and he was at the bottom of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder how that happened. Like, yeah, it's possible that somebody beat the guy to death <laughs> and then dropped him at the bottom of a cliff. But who's going to well, do that? Who the and why? <laughs> like, what were the circumstances that would have led to such a thing happening? There's not going to be a bar fight in the middle of a mountain. Exactly. Side. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. No. Um, then there's how did he get there? Well, he probably used the split skis with the skins on to travel atop the eight foot deep snow because the skins would allow that. Obviously, without ski poles, it's going to be harder but it's still more doable than walking through eight foot snow. Um, so that, that would be my assumption as to how he actually got there. What? Oh, I saw that. <laughs> and that leaves us with the, the actual questions here, which are how did he leave the trail without leaving tracks? 
And why did he keep going? So I guess how and why did he leave the trail? And then also, why did he keep going even after knowing that he was off the trail? Either he was intending to disappear and nobody accounted for that. Because, again, if you look at the obituaries, everyone loved this man. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Which, granted, everyone loves you after you die. But, like... Unless you really sucked. Dude, I've I've researched a lot of these cases. There were a lot of positive things said compared to other people. And it's not that there were people going, you know, this guy was a bitch on their obituary. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? That's not, that's not what we're seeing. But yeah. usually there's, like, you know, a couple of close family friends who are like, you know, so sorry for your loss. Yeah. This was... He was my physician when I broke my leg and he took great care of me. Mm-hmm. You know, he was my coworker. He was always such a friendly face to be around. Like a couple dozen of these. Um, so that's, you know, it doesn't seem to me like this was the kind of guy who was, he also had a wife and two kids and a great relationship with his parents, you know, from somebody on Reddit. And again, this is somebody posting on Reddit, so I can't say for sure. Somebody posting on Reddit who didn't even really seem to know about the missing 401 video mm-hmm. on this uh the fact that it was a, a case of this sort uh claimed to be his niece and was saying you know here's what i knew about my uncle none of this makes sense to me i was wondering if any of you could maybe shed some light of course it's possible that that's not actually his niece that it's somebody you know trying to yeah stir the pot stir the pot with a bit more credibility um or maybe somebody who wants answers on the case but doesn't want people to be mean because i mean let's be realistic i'm banned from the missing 411 subreddit for talking about this specific case. Really? Yes. On what grounds? Uh, somebody was like, none of the missing 401 cases are actually mysterious. They're all perfectly explicable. And I was like, what about Jim McGrogan? And I started going through the details. And they were like, well, can you prove any of that? And I'm like, I'm just going by the news reports, dude. Yeah. And finally, I got to a point where, you know, they kept being like, source, source. You know, you know the uh, remember the, the seagulls from Finding Nemo? Yep. They're like that, but with the word source. My, 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 and of course, I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, just read any of the news articles. I'm not doing your homework for you. I do this for a living. Yeah. Uh, and one of the mods was like, you can't just say things and then refuse to have a conversation. And I was like, you can't just sit in your basement moderating Reddit all day and be a contributive member of society. Um, That's why you got banned. From I didn't actually say that until after they banned me. I okay. said that as a DM to the mod who told me I was banned. That's basically like, of all, it's it's just short of banning David Politis or Mr. Rollin from the Missing 411 subreddit. At this point, yeah. Like, granted, this happened a year ago, so I, I wasn't... Where we are now. Here yeah. yet, but at the same time, I was still, you know, well-known enough for that um, in the Missing 411 and the, the true crime community. So it, it was just such an obvious power trip, I... I can't. I can't imagine being a professional Reddit mod. Like the the lack of humanity you must have to do that job. It, it's almost as bad as being a tax collector. Do people get paid to do it? Oh yeah, there's like a couple of companies that do most of the Reddit moderation. They're professionals. Really? Yeah. Wow. Who else is gonna have the time on their hands? Oh, dude, I feel like there's a lot of people with way yeah, too much time on their hands. But to do that for free? Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of people who need to feel some sort of power. But yeah, so that, that leaves us with the questions of, you know, how did he leave the trail without leaving tracks and why did he keep going further? It doesn't seem like he was trying to run away from his life. He left behind two young kids and a loving family. Yeah. Um, his friends did, did seem genuinely distraught that he had disappeared. I mean, we've come across cases here where, like, the friends take a while. Like the, uh, the Aaron Hedges case mm-hmm. where they gave it, like, four days without hearing from him and then texted his wife asking if he was alive. I still can't get over that. And they that. still it's turned so out to not be guilty. Like... Yeah. So weird. 
But there's those kids, this, and like with Eric Lewis, where it's like the second they noticed he wasn't there, they went down the mountain and called for help. Same kind of thing. Like, you know, they realized he wasn't there and then they immediately called for help. So it doesn't seem like they did anything. Also, even say that they did beat him to death on the side of the trail, carry, like, you know, leave the trail with him, cover up their tracks. They still weren't going to make it four and a half miles east without being seen because they'd either have to go down the mountain and be seen with the limp body of their friend, or they'd have to be making it all the way across that area while people will, while people, sorry, um, they have to get down and not be seen, get all the way over there and not be seen, and then leave his body somewhere that nobody found it during the search. Like, Aiden, all, when, with, all within six hours. I was going to say, but Aiden, <laughs> wouldn't that explain how long it took them to get to the top? No, because <laughs> you can't do that in six hours. Um, so there's just, there's no way in which this case makes any sense. Yeah, it's weird. When you look at the details, and I I can only imagine there, I, I am requesting those police reports, and there will be a follow-up to this, by the way. It'll probably be on one of these shows, not as its own video, mm-hmm. but there will be a follow-up to this when they send me over those reports, because I am genuinely interested to see what's in them mm-hmm. that they felt like they couldn't just give me. Um, so It is weird. Yeah. I, I will be I will be reaching out. I'm also going to see if any of the uh, people involved at Eagle County Sheriff's Department are Freemasons. Mm, smart. Because then I might just be able to get everything I want without having to deal with the police. Um, just be like, hey, <laughs> so mode it be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, this shirt is from uh, Brotherhood uh, Brotherhood and Bonds. Yep, it's on the bottom. Oh, uh, yeah, Brotherhood and Bonds. Masonic Apparel Company, if you are a Freemason, uh, I highly recommend one. I can't see it. There you go. Brothers in Bonds. There we go. That's what it is. That's a nice, it's a very nice shirt, you know? It's actually comfy, too. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, you have one of these. Yes. Yeah. He's is not a Mason, the... but, but... Oh, yeah, no, you just got me the one with the... Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, that. But hopefully we'll get the information we seek. Um, it would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice if we just, if they cooperated... I just love, I love the idea. I love the visual of you on the phone and just watching it. And it's just you speaking to a sheriff's department in some random thing. It's like, please cooperate with our investigation. <laughs> and they're like, I'm What do you sorry. mean you're suing the police for obstruction of justice? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? The feds? You're like, contrary to the popular belief. No. Shows up with like, the Sam and Dean style fake yes. FBI badges. Yes. Oh, but we should just start doing that. We might as well. I know you want to come. We will get arrested for impersonating oh, yeah. officers, but it's fine. Not if it says like federal booty inspector or something. Yeah, which I think theirs did. Yeah, like it, I, that. Technically, we're saying we're from the FBI. We're flashing a badge. It's not our fault if they don't look. <laughs> will that hold up in court? I don't know. Any lawyers in chat? Because yeah. <laughs> if it will, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of, I. Uh, Speaking of any lawyers in chat, um, oh shit, this is going to be a little bit, di- oh, I was not supposed to swear. Um, you already did earlier, it's fine. Oh, did I? I'll just mark this one as explicit, it's okay. Smart. Um, we don't have the, uh... I'm going to grab my laptop so you can uh, pull up the super chat so That'd we don't great. have to do a weird thing here. That'd be lovely. I'm going to try and do it on my phone as well. I did look into at one point whether or not we could do private investigator. You know what, please? That's the thing. 
you need to work as a detective for like three years. And first. that's the thing. Yeah, I looked into what it takes to get the license, and it's genuinely like three years of work. It's a lot. It'd be cool. And nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's uh, bring health, not reactivity. There we go. If you want to scroll up to the top. You got it. The first one we got was from Caleb P for $5 saying, oh, yeah, just in case it wasn't obvious for those who were only listening, we are switching to Super Chat time. Oh, now. yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb P for $5 said, can't catch the stream tonight, but hopefully uh, wanted or, but wanted to say uh, much love from Ohio once again. Thanks for all the content. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry you're from Ohio. Yep. That's it's a shame. That's difficult. I, I hope you find yourself in better circumstances. I hope you find yourself in a place that exists. <laughs> And isn't riddled with chemicals now. Yes. Richard Henderson. You know, Joe Biden still hasn't been to East Palestine. Really? Yeah, he still hasn't visited. That's shocking. <laughs> is Moving it, on. Is it really? <laughs> no, but it is. It's a major swing state, you would think, right? You would think. <laughs> Richard Henderson for four ninety nine said, Can we get an Archie Awoo? That wasn't even a political like statement. That was a bad strategy statement. <laughs> yeah, no. Across <laughs> the aisle. Bad right. strategy statement. Can, we... Can you get the Awoo? Awoo! It's almost like howling Morse code. Good boy. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Uh, Kellen, the official data for $10. Thank you, Uh, hashtag free and independent Wales. Hashtag free and independent Scotland. Scotland! Wales. Wales. <laughs> the irony there of you being Welsh yeah. and not Scottish. Well, it, it doesn't hit. Fair. If you're like, what? <laughs> not the same, you know? People think you're just looking at a, like, pod of belugas. Yes. Uh, Ireland Cook for $5 said, I just quit my job last week. <laughs> the homeland! Anyway, uh, wanted to say... Every nation but Britain! We mean every. <laughs> Except France. <laughs> yeah, every nation but China. France. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just quit my job last week. Wanted to send what little I have to you guys. Keep up the great content. Oh, thank you. You need to do that. Save your money. Help yourself first. Please. But we do appreciate it. Like, I just... Save it until you get another job. <laughs> then feel free to super chat. Maybe you should try cooking in a different country, Ireland cook. Yes, America... <laughs> America cook. Cook for us. <laughs> Question mark? Answer? <laughs> then I don't have a job anymore. Yeah, that's a fair point. Cooked. Yeah, it's a good point. I made burgers today. They were magnificent. Great burgers. So good. With venison. Ya boy for one ninety nine. Take a wild guess. Ah, pussy. Correct. Yeah, it's always pussy. Agamemnon's gym bag for one ninety seven. A very specific number is all. Love it. Always happy to see a specific number. Uh, Richard oh. Henderson for four ninety nine. Did Jim ever make any indication he wanted to disappear? He did not, as far as I could, as far as I could determine. He did not make any inclination that he wanted to go missing. Yeah, it is just strange. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for five oh one. Love it, sir. You're assuming there was no Yeti involved. Also, is 45 Long Colts sufficient to take down a Yeti? Probably not. I, I mean, if we're talking, like, the Yeti? No. If we're talking about, like, the Saskets, probably. 
Depends. They're not that much bigger than us. Depends. I'm assuming, considering it's a 45 long colt... It depends on how good of a shot you are. Well, that, but also, long colt's less powerful than ACP. And I'm considering if it's long colt, it means you're keeping it in a revolver. You're probably only going to have five rounds if you're holster carrying. Five rounds even well-placed shots? Yeah, maybe, but mm, probably not. That's why you carry big iron. On your hip. <laughs> <laughs> Which, at that time, that was 45 long colt. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. And they were just like, you know what? This is this is too many. We need to we need to dial it down a tenth. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Richard Henderson for one ninety nine saying media is never trustworthy, never has been. Very true. We lived under the veil of believing that there was journalistic integrity for a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, it was actually imposed by law until eighty six. Oh. Thanks, Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally there there was a um i can't remember the specific name of it but i, I remember you used to have to present both sides of yep. an argument that was it i can't news. remember the name it, of the act the news wasn't political it was yeah. just news but in 86 they they got rid of that so they no longer had to present everything as unbiased and fair on both sides or whatever and that's how we got cnn and M msnbc and fox news oh wonderful mm -hmm. i get all i get all my news from the real source I throw some seashells on the ground and see in which arrangement they lay. Yes. Yeah, it's the only way. Are you Tia Dalma from the Pirates of the Caribbean series? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Does that make me Davy Jones? Oh, well, you're not. You're not moist enough. I also you got rid of my tentacles. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for five dollars said everyone knows that CNN has your best interest at heart. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Grant uh, Brazil, I think I said that right, for one or nine. Oh, I, I see. We don't need to read that one. Out loud, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Fair. <laughs> uh chris chan for ten dollars says may i recommend a monster you should cover it's called the pickle man he has been known to steal ladies by asking her to go watch movies together in front of her lover i can't tell if i'm being trolled or not i'm not gonna lie that doesn't sound like a monster in the supernatural sense that sounds like a monster in the natural sense whomst has unfathomable pickle riz well when i looked up Pickle Man, the knowledge panel says an American pickle. <laughs> and the the description is preserved in pickle brine for 100 years. An Orthodox Jewish factory worker wakes up in New York City and tracks down his great grandson. It had a budget of $20 million and was produced by Seth Rogen. Shocker on that one. It was released on August 6th, 2020. There is no box office revenue section. Ah, also it appears that Seth Rogen is also in the movie. But as there is no James Franco, it is very likely the movie is not funny. <laughs> Christ. Kellen, the official data for $5, said, You expect a gov agency to work efficiently and be helpful? Especially no. if it could make me lo or them look bad? <laughs> no. No. Chris Chan added for another $5. And can I get a shout out for my mom? She loves watching both of you guys. Hello. That is the official shout I out. still feel like we might be being trolled given that this is Chris Chan and it was a comment about his mother. Oh, we are 100% getting trolled, but we might as well I'm enjoy terrified. it. <laughs> Norberto Rodriguez Jr. for $2. Said, if that was sincere, thank you. <laughs> yes. And if not, 
Thank you. Uh, sounds Why like... are you licking my pants? He's licking my phone. I guess he just wants more attention. Uh, sounds like a cover-up of incompetence. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Adrian Carter for 99 cents just sent that. Well, thank you. Super chat for how, thank you for Adrian, super chat. by the way. Adrian? Adrian. Yeah, I thought that I said that the first time. You said Adrian. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> Sorry, it's the Philly in me. Uh, also, thank you for super chatting for the first time. Uh, oh. I hate when it does Oh my that. god. It's bringing us back to Chris Chan. Uh, Eshai, I believe. Eshai Garcia for four ninety nine said, Hey fellas, been wanting to mention this for a while now. Tech Aiden shared a remarkable <laughs> resemblance to an adolescent Jonathan Kent from Smallville. He, he's going to love that. I... Could not be happier. Smallville is one of my favorite shows. I'm a huge Superman fan. When I met him, it was the only show he'd ever seen. Yes. Still that, that's is. actually not far off from the truth when it comes to adult television. No, I watched a lot of adult television as a kid. I'm sure you did. Yeah, Castle, uh, The Mentalist, House. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, anybody who tells me I look like John Schneider, uh, a.k.a. John Kent on Smallville, yeah, I'm going to take that as a major compliment, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> Casey Scher, uh, Scherer, is that right? Ah, uh, looks right. Yep, 999 says, No pasta tonight, lads, but I introduced my old man to your channel, and he now texts me every time Aww. a podcast slash video goes up. P.S. Shout out to Thornbosey for pronouncing my name correctly. Scherer. Look at that! That's and I did right. it again. I'm glad we were able to like give you guys a way to connect. That's yeah, I'm glad cool. you guys are both enjoying it. That's awesome. That's what it's about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mid-artist for $3. Amazing. Can I suggest a missing persons case? Go for yes. it. Yes. Noms gym bag for $2. Wait, duty inspector is a job? Duty inspector? You said booty inspector. I think they heard uh, duty inspector. No, I said federal booty inspector. Yes, yes. Which, by the way, on unqualified apparel, we do actually have a, a line of, uh, we call it the Better Bureau Bureau line. <laughs> um, and we've got a... Armalites, tobacco, or Armalites, tall boys, and fireworks is mm -hmm. the ATF shirt. Mm. I forget what the FBI and uh, CIA ones are. Fair, but yeah, if you like, if you like, um, you know, that kind of apparel, unqualifiedapparel.com. <laughs> Check it out. We also sell something called the American Shot Glass, which is a pint glass. Yep, <laughs> I knew it was going <laughs> to yeah. be something like that. Uh, Gabby for $2 said, love you guys. What are your favorite bands? Uh, oh boy, that's a hell of a question. Yeah. Um, We're both very big music heads, so it's kind of hard to distill down to... Uh, I mean, Simple Plan, Green Day, and All Time Low are probably my top three. Yeah. Uh, but I also listen to a band called Sire. It's S-Y-R. It's uh, Celtic folk punk. I thought it was Sire. I thought it was too, and then I looked it up. It's apparently Sire. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Celtic folk punk, it's it's all acoustic um, with violins and drums and mm -hmm. vocals and all that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, kind of like bluegrassy sometimes. They're, yeah. they're a Celtic folk band from South Carolina. Uh, and then Sabaton, probably on the other side of heavy. Makes sense. Uh, for me, I, I span a lot of genres. Uh, in the kind of like easy listening genre, I really like home and hotel pools uh for general stuff that i like a lot i, I have an affinity for mid nine like early mid 90s to late 20 or 2000s like pop rock alternative rock and such so green days up there lifehouse i love uh kings of leon i love uh, pearl jam's big 
I also really like classic rock. So like Led Zeppelin, I love. Um, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, big fan of as well. We'll launch playlist on Spotify. Yeah, we could honestly. Yeah. I, I, there's too many bands and too many people I like. So we can make, make a Lore Lodge like you know our favorites playlist. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? So the contractor for <laughs> two euros. No independence. Long live the king. Connor, you are in the minority here. That's amazing. Uh, Renat. Ronus? That's what I thought. Rouse. 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 For five sixty nine. Thank you. Amazing. Love the unique donations. You guys are awesome. Legit, my favorite creators on the site. That is a huge compliment. Thank you. This is a big site. There's a lot of awesome people on here. So for us to be your favorite, that's actually really. I know we do. We do occasionally. You know, throw throw some throw some shade at certain other creators when they get something wrong, but we're not trying to disrespect anybody. We're just trying yeah, to... Yeah, no, we're being playful. Yeah, we're, we're trying to be, like, you know, as playful as possible, but you were wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the, the, our goal on here is to... Facts. Yes. We're, we're, the goal for us is to get everything as correct as possible. You know, there are other people on this platform that do similar things to us, but they're more about storytelling and more about entertainment, which is cool. That's great. That's just not what we do. And we try to emphasize, like, hey, awesome that certain people just tell stories, but if you can be as accurate as possible... We serve different functions. We might as well. Is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Laura Townsend for nine ninety nine is just celebrating the first Super Chat. Thank, thank you. you very much. Also, thank you to Renos. Please Renos? let us know how to yeah, properly I've, pronounce I've that. Yeah, i to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, thank you for your first Super Chat as well. Bobcat for $5 said, Buy Pocono Perk. It's the greatest coffee. Everyone agrees. That's what they tell me. They say Pocono Perk is the greatest yeah, coffee ever. Give me a box. Bye, man, Pocono Perk. It's the greatest coffee. Everyone agrees. That's what they tell me. Uh, you, you moved it. You're fired. Um, they say Pocono Perk is the greatest coffee ever. <laughs> Love it. Class for $5 says, I get my news from the only reliable source, the cryptic, the cryptic, the cryptic symbolism within my dreams. Source, it appeared to me in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your boy for 199 said, I forgot that Thornbussy has a baby face. I know. I So I just shaved it today because I was I was trying out just the, the mustache with the patch to kind of... Uh, yeah, Christian said you had a little bit of a Fu Manchu thing going on. Yeah, I did for quite a while. And then I, I wanted to do the... Um, it was I think it's Tangerine from Bullet Train. wanted to just see how that looked. I was okay with it. It just didn't feel right. And for a couple of weeks, I've been feeling like I wanted to shave. And then I did, and then I was staring in the mirror for about 10 minutes because I realized, wow, A, I don't recognize the face, and B, I'm not sure I like it like this, so I might be growing it back out sooner or later. I'm still not sure if I want to cut this or not. I'm considering it, considering just chopping it all off and going, like, roughly, probably a little shorter than that, actually. So if anybody has any thoughts, let me know. He certainly doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have any thoughts whatsoever. But he just loves so cute oh my god no thoughts but love uh <laughs> dr sheev for is that an australian two dollars oh. uh the wendigos run cnn <laughs> honestly possible honestly genuinely possible uh all dragons are sluts for five dollars says how are y'all gonna feel when you get to uh tn i'm assuming tennessee Thanks, and the only snow is the fake snow <clears throat> that uh ober gatlinburg uh lo we should hang when y'all get here Oh, I mean, you know, we do a meetup. We didn't really get any snow in Pennsylvania this year. We yeah, had like one snowfall in December and that was it. So sad. January? December? December, yeah. Yeah. So sad. That uh, was the last time I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Agamemnon's gym bag for 507. Love it. Is your coffee better than all the other goo tubers who are selling coffee? Uh, I have not had all the other coffee being sold on YouTube, but I will I will say this. I am actually a trained barista. I know how roasting coffee works because I worked for a roaster where I had to memorize tasting notes for 23 to 28 different roasts at any given time. Mm. That was what we had in stock. And if somebody asked what something on the shelf tasted like, I had to be able to tell them. So I know why something from, uh, God, like uh, we had a, a Colombian that had a really light citrusy taste to it which opposed to the Indonesian was far, that was far more earthy. So like I sat with Matt from Tableau and I was like, I want these notes. It has to have a, let's, uh, it's have, this one's a uh, Honduras, Ethiopian, Indonesia. So a lot of blends you find will not have all three African, Indonesian, and um, Central American, South American. I was pretty, pretty clear that I wanted it to have a certain tasting profile and, and it tastes like what it says it tastes like. Why specifically those three in terms of the actual tasting notes? Uh, Honduras produces some very clean, very light coffee um, in terms of like the taste and the tone. Uh, obviously the roast is what determines light versus dark mm -hmm. at, at that level. But Honduras produces some very, uh, some very good lighter. It's, it's almost like I uh, almost feel like drinking a tea in my opinion. Um, Ethiopia has a much deeper, fruitier, chocolatey-ness to a lot of its coffee beans. And then Indonesia kind of provides that earthy base. So you get a broad spectrum of flavors here, which in this case is chocolate, caramel, berry, and spice with a little bit of a citrus finish. Hmm. Love that. So, so now you understand. That is to say, I didn't just pick a blend off the internet and rebrand it. Which is also what Stakuyi did. He did the same thing as me. Oh, really? But with more of more guidance. Got but it. yeah, he was like, I want something chocolatey. So uh, if you go on Tableau's uh, website, you can buy both my coffee, our coffee, and uh, Stakuyi's coffee. Yes. From the same tab. So we're we're working on putting together a, a box where you can get a bag of mine and a bag of his and then a couple of mugs. So that'll be coming out at some point, I think. Mom, can, can I wait till after the show? <laughs> A lot of people are saying to call your mom. Yes, I will. I will absolutely call you. I will call my mother. Just let me text me. I will. I have my phone right now. Text me. Let me know if it needs to be like immediate or <laughs> if I can call you after the show. Uh, anyway, um, Blocky Ninja for four ninety nine. Like if it was immediate, she would have texted you. You would think. <laughs> well, she did in here. She super chatted it, but we'll find out just how immediate it needs to be. Um, Hello, I recently discovered this channel and Weird Bible Podcast. It helped me explore my faith in Jesus Christ and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Weird Bible should return on Tuesday, with or without Wendigoon. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about either way? Uh, it's going to be the reign of King David. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, you know, I think it's fun just in terms of Weird Bible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went to a Christian school. I started in a Catholic school, then went public, then went to an Episcopalian school. It was just kind of general Christian. Uh, it's cool to kind of go back and explore things like that like I did at my time there, kind of what I did in my free time with one of my uh, mentors who was a religious teacher who got his undergrad at Trinity and his doctorate at Harvard. And we would just have discussions, you know, all the time about that kind of thing. And it's cool to be able to do that on yeah. in, in this setting with a very close friend of mine. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's fun. Uh, anyway, uh, also thank you for your free super chat, Blocky Ninja. Uh, Chris Chan for $2 said, look up the Chris Chan Pickle Man saga. Are we going to okay. do it? Not right now. Okay, we will. Colton's... Let's all look it up this week. 
when I'm in a better mental state. Fair. Uh, Colton Smith for $10 said, can you check out the reports of the first uh, night, vision goggle. night vision goggle in Vietnam using red instead of green light, which allowed the soldiers to see demons, causing them to almost shoot friendlies? I will certainly look into that, but I will say off the top of my head, that sounds fake. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, I will certainly look into it. I'm just extremely skeptical off the bat. Fair. Stop breathing in Aiden's face. <laughs> Your breath is very stinky. You're very cute, but your breath is very uh, David Begay for one ninety nine says, Have you heard of the disappearance of Randy Leach? I had not, but now I have. Are you sure you don't mean Kenny Veach? That is close enough, but Randy Leach seems different enough. Fair. All right, I'll look into it. Yeah, we'll find out. They uh, were all asking you to call your mom. Yeah, Rihanna G for one ninety nine says, Aiden, please call your mom. I will. At about 8.30. Yes. Uh, that Dexy guy for $5 said, can you guys make a video on the disappearance of Mike Oxlong? Uh, you stop that. You stop that right now. I'm out of the loop on this one. Oh, got it. Never yeah. mind. Uh, I was like, I don't know how I can say this on stream. I did enough of a break between the two names. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh... Sevy Rose for $10 said, when you guys wooed, my dog got jealous and went looking for where you were, but he's such a good boy and knows who feeds him chicken hearts with dinner. Fair. Would you like some chicken hearts? At least, at least he knows, you know, where, where his like, loyalties lie. to take a nap. He is. He really is. Uh, Noska J177, or 117, sorry, for $10 said, uh, we have a couple of people from the search and rescue coming to my work on a regular basis. They're most they're the most insufferable or the most pleasant people imaginable. No in between. More drunk history, please. It's coming. It's coming. Um, we'll we'll be doing drunk history very soon. We thought about doing it tonight, but I don't think I'm gonna be awake yeah. enough. And I also just don't feel like drinking tonight. Fair. I don't blame you. It is a Sunday <laughs> night. Maybe I uh, this week sometime. Maybe tomorrow. Uh. Issei Garcia for four ninety nine said, Smallville is a great show. Also, it's pronounced Issei. I think I'm saying that. Isai. Isai. Okay, there we go. Got oh, got Spanish it. derivation of the name of King David's father, Esai. Esai. Yeah. Uh, Esai? Esau? It's either Esai or Esau. Also, yeah, mom, two things. One, it didn't have to be $20. I would have seen it. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you, though. Uh, two, I will call you. Uh, three, also, you can just text me. But appreciate it. NSP is good between Weird Al and Tenacious D. I assume that's for the music part from Sephiroth for eleven, or Sephiroth eleven for two. Thank you. NSP. What is I don't it? know what NSP is though. You're gonna have to enlighten us. Fair. Uh, Blaine Adams for five dollars mm -hmm. said, "Aiden, call your mother. Water problem. I will." Uh, water problem. N zero V A forty two for twenty dollars said, "Just hopping on." This was the case where he was hiking, separated from his group when they stopped, and he wanted to go on. Found in a searched place, dead from falling in an area where there was nothing to fall from, right? Correct. Yes, except for the nothing to fall from. I think that one is coming from Strange Outdoors or Mr. Ballin. I, I've heard Mr. Ballin say it. Uh, I'm not sure if Strange Outdoors gets their stuff from Mr. Ballin or if Mr. Ballin gets his stuff from Strange Outdoors. Fair. My understanding is that Mr. Ballin gets it directly from David Politis' books. Mm. So maybe Politis said something in the book that he didn't say in the video. Um, but yeah, from what I can... there, there's In the video, Politis is pretty open about the fact that he fell. When did you text me? That was a while ago. <laughs> uh, Richard Henderson from 199 says, Archie looks like he's just staring into the void. He does that. He does do that. Yep. 
uh ren 73 for australian 1031 i believe that is australian uh always enjoy watching your videos guys great to watch while i'm studying for my law exams lol what made you guys so interested in cryptid slash missing 411 hope you guys are doing well real quick can you answer our question earlier about uh <laughs> <laughs> legally could we get away well if he's paying in australian dollars i'm guessing they don't have the same laws fair that's a good point so scratch that <laughs> uh do you want to explain how yeah i so this whole thing kind of started uh, oddly enough um as a I, I was i was sitting at work um and i would usually have a podcast or a narration or something going in the background um I was listening to a lot of the Dark Somnium, Creeps McPasta, stuff like that. And then YouTube recommended Mr. Bolin to me. Uh, I think it recommended Mr. Bolin because I had watched a Wendigoon video and it connected those two. So it, connect, it uh, directed me to him. I think he only had like 2 million subs at the time. Now he's got like seven. Um, and uh, so I started watching those videos and I got interested. I watched the Missing 411 documentaries. I... Uh, and then saw a TikTok video that was like, um, what's a conspiracy theory you can't prove but 100% believe in? And I was like, oh, uh, the Wendigo is stealing people in the national parks. And that video got 7 million views on TikTok. And then people started asking me to expand on it. And then I needed more content for my growing TikTok page. So I started getting into other folklore and cryptids. Of course, I had always been interested in folklore and history and religion. I have a medieval studies degree. Um, and so also supernatural. I've been interested in, yeah, I've been interested in that stuff since I was a little kid. Yeah, we started watching Supernatural when I was twelve. Yep. Um, and then he got me into Supernatural in high school. Yeah, we were like sixteen. Yep. So, um, it, it's the the paranormal stuff. I I can look back across my entire life, and I've always been interested in ghosts. Um, the cryptid stuff came more with uh more with like you know high school and reading a bunch of like you know Reddit and like No Sleep and 4chan and uh, like Slash X kind of stuff. Um, and then eventually made it into, uh, made it into the, the content creation world. Um, and the, the missing 401 stuff, I can't remember when we started like diving back into it so much, like why we decided to start diving back into it, but it was just another, another way to talk about this stuff. And then I got more invested as we've gone on and now, now I just enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's fun stuff to research. It's a lot of, a lot of work, but yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Ash Carter for Canadian 220. Love it. Uh, don't you cut the locks, child of the gods, say no. Fair enough. I guess they got to keep going. Which gods? That's what I want to know. Uh, and thank you for your free super chat. Uh, also the same to Ren73. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, your boy for 499 said Thornbussy throws turbulent toffee teats to the troublesome, terrible Tyrannosaurus teeth. Bussy. I will say, last night, I had uh, truffle chocolates for the first time in so long. Oh my god, I forgot how good they are. All right. They're so good. Anyway, uh, Eels on Wheels for... Swedish Kroner. Thank you for putting that in the end. Uh, for Swedish Kroners, or for Swedish Crowns. Are they, are they crowns in English and Kroner in Swedish, or am I mixing up my uh, Nordic countries? That's a great question. Whoa. Uh, Do you need to handle this water situation? I'm I... finding out right now. Uh... Oh, the water's just not flowing. Okay, yeah, I'll come over and you probably figure need it to, like do a little. <laughs> yeah, ideally, that's weird. Yeah, I'll help you figure it out. Uh, that's to my mother. 
<laughs> uh, Milkman, hope you're well. We are well. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Uh, calling the official data for ah, the member of three months. months. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, at Colton Smith, it was World War One with a fake blue chemical in NVGs. It's TikTok BS and now not how NVGs image intensifiers work. Thank you. Thank you. For uh, to my understanding, I believe Kellen actually does work in like intelligence. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $2. When do we get lore whiskey? We're when we can. working on it. Trust I mean, we would love to. I have been pitching it to a supplier or trying to pitch it to a supplier for a year now. Um, We're just going to have to get to a point where we distill it on our own. We might just have to go down to Kentucky and, and pick somebody. Yep. And that's um, the thing, though. He he drinks bourbon. I drink scotch. Yeah. So. Archie drinks neither. Yes. I'm also taking the month of May off from drinking. Getting ready for that uh, calendar. Yeah. Finally. Uh, Gabby for $2 said, I feel like y'all would like the band Zebrahead. I've never heard of them, but I'll take a look. I will take a look as well. Totally a real doctor for $2 said, what do you think will be the peak of the Lore Lodge? I have no idea. I'm just enjoying the ride right now and yeah, it keeps going. That's the thing. Just <laughs> every week we're just kind of like, is this when it ends? Is this when it ends? We're just hoping it keeps every going. Every video we put out, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> how will it do? Will it tank? Uh, hopefully not. Yeah, we're just... You know, the peak is whatever it's going to be. Yeah. We're just kind of enjoying it. And we're enjoying the fact that there are people willing and, and looking forward to watch. And, you know, we get we get some thank you in, uh, emails that are really great that yeah. are people saying things that are honestly like kind of shocking of how much of an impact some people are saying that we've had. And there, there was there have been some people who have been like, you know, I listen to you while I like get my chemo appointments and I'm like. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> like, it's... Like, I really appreciate that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, it's, you know, you try to be positive in that sense. And it, it, in a way, it is, especially because these people are being positive. But it's 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 really profound and humbling yeah. that anybody... That, that, you know, there are 500 of you right now that are watching, that are interested in watching two friends just chat about, you know, something that he's researched this week and we just filmed. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's an honor for us to be able to do this and, and to have the support that we have. So thank you. And it feeds Archie. Yes, it does. It does, in fact, feed Archie. Um, Jack Garcia for 199 said, we ruined his liver Friday. They they were pretty brutal to me. on I, I Twitch stream three nights a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, and then sometimes I can't do a Tuesday or Wednesday, so I do it on Thursday too. Hmm. Um, but for those who didn't know, I Twitch stream over at twitch.tv slash the Aiden Mattis uh on on friday nights and uh those nights are you sub i drink which means for every sub subscriber i get over there not follower subscriber it's a different system mm. um i i take a drink and they donated like 75 subs <laughs> so we might have to change it to like one every five yeah or just do that stream less often <laughs> it's pretty rough or just don't drink whiskey what's the fun in that I don't know. I think this one actually had wine. Fair, that's a little but better. I drank like half a bottle of wine in the first five minutes because they kept donating subs. Uh, we'll switch to beer at some point. Yeah. Uh, Peyton LaDronca for $10 said, I can finally send a super chat. Fear of love. Thank you. Thank you for sending the super chat. It's uh, your first one. somebody who's who's very active in the uh, the Twitch. Nice. <laughs> Ash Carter for Canadian227. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Pentecostal cult in Plaster Rock, New Brunswick. Could look into it. We have cults in our... We have a whole sheet of content ideas that we just... We made a bunch of cult videos and nobody watched them. Yeah. 
It's right here. I got Colts. It's it's on the page. Um, what was it called though? The Pentecostal Cult in Plaster Rock, New Brunswick. Where the hell is uh, my handwriting has gotten smaller? That's an interesting thing I've been noticing. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um... Also, this Pentecostal cult in where? Plaster Rock, New Brunswick. Okay. RMB one two one three for four ninety nine says, "Great show, guys." Thank you, and thank, thank you. you for your first super chat. We got a lot of first super chats tonight. Loving yeah. that. Love to see that. That's awesome. Uh, Seferno11 for $10 said, Yes, NSP is a band. They are Ninja Sex Party. Great. Uh, I've heard of them, but I've never listened. Is that the guys who did Gay Bar? Might have been. That, that feels like the... You would, yeah. I, I wish I would know. Yeah, the you. Uh, I want to yep. take you to a gay bar. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I think great, that's who that is. Great band. They were a strange mix of silly, weird, like, or silly, like, weird owl, but also delve into adult things. But overall, very good band. They have a lot of fun. Well, we like fun. We do like fun. Dylan Wilson for $19.99. Thank you. Uh, would you ever look into any of the disappearances here in Oklahoma? There is a Jameson family which may involve either narcotics or ghosts, and the more recent disappearance which involves a cover up in Wilson, Oklahoma. I feel Jameson. Like, Jam that sounds familiar. I think I was looking into that. There's a, it seems like there's a lot of interesting things that happen in Oklahoma. So yeah. we'd be happy to look into it. Uh, also, thank you for the first time Ooh. super chat. Uh, Floriana G for four ninety nine said, "Archie's a good boy. Great show, guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. He is a good boy." Uh, N0V-A42 for $2 said, Have you read The Blood Meridian Cormac McCarthy? Uh, is that the thing that Wendigoon just put out like a five-hour yep. video on? Yep. I genuinely love... That man's poor editor. I love that it's literally just him going through a book. Yep. That's People it. watch. It's incredible. I have not read it. Uh, my reading list is currently very long because my job is to read. Yeah. Uh, so I have very little time to read for pleasure anymore. Uh, Grant, Star Wars Crystal. Yeah, Grant Brazil for one ninety nine. Favorite Star Wars lightsaber crystal Legends two. I don't have one. I'm a blue guy. I I don't know if you meant like specific lightsaber crystal or like just general. I, I do prefer the the blue ones. Yeah. Yeah. Obi Wan's my favorite character. So same. Your boy for four ninety nine say, gotta get back to stocking windows see at Walmart. Great streamlord lad, sexy calendar. When question mark? We are shooting it in June. It's happening that in June. Uh yeah, it'll be the twenty twenty four calendar that we're prepping for. We told you we'd do it. It's happening. Problem was it took us a while to get sexy. Yep. We're still getting sexy. We are in route to sexy. We're bringing sexy back. You could say that. Assuming we ever were. <laughs> Uh, Ash Carter for uh, Canadian227. It's the redacted gods. Listen to you at work. Fair enough. Uh, that Dexy guy for $5 said, have you guys gotten into the Star Wars Legends novels? If so, any favorites? Not I definitely do want to read through the Timothy Zahn ones. Part of the issue is that I'm just going to get angry at Disney if I do that. Uh, the one Star Wars novel that I can say I thought was phenomenal was Death Troopers. Mm -hmm. I... Which really is just a zombie story set in the Star Wars universe, but it was very good. Um, very high quality book. Well written. Actually enjoyable and interesting. There was a book I read way long ago that I don't remember the name of. I still have it at my, like, in my apartment right now, but it was a, a three-parter. It was a story of Qui-Gon and Count Dooku, then a story of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, 
and then a story of Obi-Wan and Anakin all in one book. And I really enjoyed that book. Yeah. I was a kid when I read it, but I remember liking it a lot. Um, Kellen official data for $3.69. Love it. Uh, it was Celebration Friday. I'm not apologizing. He was celebrating. What were you celebrating, if I don't mind my asking? I believe it's that he's uh, getting out of the military. Oh, nice. I think, is, is I believe what he said. Fair enough. Obviously, my memory is <laughs> not great from that stream. Plaz for $5 said, You should try and get Stan Gordon, a PA local Bigfoot slash UFO researcher, as a guest. He was involved with the PA UFO flap of 73. I cannot believe I've never heard the term PA say, UFO flap of 73. I can't believe it either, and I, I look forward to but finding yeah, out about it. I'll look him up. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $2. Slenderman attempted murders, question mark. That's that's on the list. It is very much on the list. Uh, the PA UFO flap of 73, is that what you're writing That's also going on the list, yeah. Yep. Uh, Noska J117 for $5 said, I recommend C Sean and Dan for Great Value Supernatural a while back. Uh, I'd like to clarify, Sean is pronounced like seen because of a joke in high school. Fair enough. So seen and Dan. The question is, who is seen and who is Dan? All right. Um, that is a question for y'all to decide. I'm still trying to... Uh, the PA <laughs> UFO flap of 73. And then the Slender Rambler. That's, I think, on the list. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Wilson for 49. I feel like if I just made that the title, it would yeah. be enough. Oh, yeah, 100%. What are your weekly or monthly donation goals, and where are you at meeting them? We I think we totally forgot to do them this yeah, month. Yeah, we didn't. We'll, we'll think of them ahead of time for May. Yeah. We also have so many that we need to get to. Yeah. Ryan Whitcup for $5 said, Have $5 cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's about eight seventy-three in Bigfoot bucks. Love you, boys. Looking forward to the next episode. Can't wait for the weird Bible. Both of those be fun. forms of currency sound more stable than the dollar. So, you know what? Thank you. <laughs> Are they backed by the gold standard is what I want to know. Ah, there we go. That's what it was. A retirement was approved. He's done in a year. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Congratulations, Kellen. Congrats. Great uh, Value Thornbury from Friday night? No. Who was I'm not aware of Great Value Thornbury from Friday night. Man, am I more sauce? Was I more sauce than I thought? Did you have someone over? No. <laughs> that you're aware of, at least. I have no idea who he's talking about. We must have watched a video with somebody. I guess. JD, let us let us yeah, know. I'm... <laughs> when you guys make me drink that much, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna remember things. Um, Gary Hansen said, "I guess no interest in reality." Bye. I'm not sure what you're referencing. His last thing. Hang on. I've seen UFOs from far away and recently in alignment in the sky that was very bright and it followed me back to my pad. Bummer, it didn't give me a verbal message. Uh, and then I tried every cursed vid on YouTube and no side effects. I, I mean, I, I don't know why you said no interest in reality. I I, I didn't say anything about UFOs. <laughs> Kellen said, I won't be a fan anymore. <laughs> That's a great. Congrats. Uh, Tech Haven is obviously seen because of the hair. Fair, but I do have the car as well. So uh, JD said it was one of the guys from Twin Paranormal. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were watching some of the worst Skinwalker content I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, these guys didn't even know what it was. <laughs> uh, Sperno11 for $2 said, Red Harvest is a prequel to Death Troopers. Oh, interesting. I might have to look at it. Um, and then uh, I think 
That's it on Super That covers Chat. basically everything Super Chat, which the timing works out because it's 8.30. So I now have more things to research this week after I take my obligatory day off so that I don't cry of yeah, stress. You, you need at least one day. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I work a lot. Yes. Uh, Trust me, I know the feeling. Yeah. But yes, thank you guys so much for hanging out, for watching. Um, we will have a video for you Friday. Drunk History or Folklore will be coming up uh, sometime in the next week or two. Yep. And then hopefully a new History Hut video because I would like to launch that podcast, but it needs to be uh, a YouTube partner channel first. So oh. if you would like to see us do history content, make sure you head over and at least just put our Brian Baru video up in the background. Yeah, um, we have one more. Oh, Mother's Day is coming up. We need to have both moms on for a Q&A about the Aidens, as we mentioned last year, but now they've never followed through. Yes. We can do that. We know my mom's down because she was the one uh, yep. who just said that. My mom will also be down. <laughs> and Almost Alive for Two said, saw you on Wendigoon last week. Now I can't stop. Well, thank you. Love it. Thank you. I love, I love that every once in a while we, we just have somebody yeah. hop on over. It's great. I mean, it is pretty much like... Similar content. Yeah. Very similar content. It's like an unofficial spinoff. <laughs> Same person, two fonts. <laughs> <laughs> the southern and northern fonts. <laughs> I'm Walmart Wendigoon. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's the he's the uh, the Southern Gothic font, and you're the Roman numeral guy <laughs> or font. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, buy some Mount Pocono perk. Please, it's <laughs> Please. so good. It's so good. Um, and it, it's oh boy. But yes, thank you so much for hanging out, and we will guy we will guys. I can't talk. I'm so tired. We, yeah. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you on the next one. Night, everybody. <laughs>